you doing today? You feeling okay? You having an okay week? Today, our truth monsters are going to come out. We're going to talk about the truth about performing and we're going to get a little real today. So buckle your seatbelt and get ready for this ride. Welcome to Behind the Red Curtain, where we talk about productivity, practice, performance techniques, overcoming stage fright and performance anxiety, and living your happiest and best life. I'm Chelsea Hart Melcher. I'm an opera singer that built a school of music with my husband, Paul, from scratch. In addition to performing, I focus on sharing my education and experience with students hungry to learn and grow. I'm super passionate about helping performers manage their anxiety, work through the negative self-talk, and grow in confidence. So this is something that has been a recent development for me in, I would say, the past about five years. In thinking about performing, there's so many times where we just think about, oh, we love performing. We love performing and we love how it makes us feel and it it fills something inside of us. And all of these things can be and probably are true, which is awesome because music is amazing and the benefits of music are amazing for your body, for your brain, for your mental health. And however, it can go deeper than that. And I recently had a little come to Jesus moment about performing in the past several years, I would say, where there was light that was shed on me. And maybe it's it's something that you've already thought about, that you've already figured out, but I certainly had not. And I had gone my whole life under a certain type of belief and impression system until I really was honest with myself. And so today I'm going to talk to you about that and what that could mean for you. And maybe you can have your little come to Jesus moment about performing a bit sooner than me, because I really wish I would have, because I could have enjoyed performing a lot more going through the music major, college, all of that kind of thing. So in music, we feel connected, correct? Yes, of course. And then we have to ask ourselves, okay, so why do we like performing? Why do we like music? And so most of the time, it's something like we feel valued, we feel special, we feel secure, maybe we feel important. And for me, this is going to get real honest right here. For me, I realized that a lot of what I had been doing from growing up, going into high school, and then going into college and music programs, I think a lot of it stemming from my childhood was that I liked the attention. Because when you think about it, when you're performing, you get a lot of attention, especially afterwards. And people come up and say, oh, good job good job. And as a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so good. It was so good because everyone's saying good job. (laughs) And in reality, I mean, now that I'm an adult and I'll go to a lot of our students stuff and saying good job. I mean, that's, it's just kind of like the polite thing to say when somebody puts themselves out there because that's really hard in the first place. And 
it doesn't necessarily mean that their performance was flawless. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that there wouldn't be things that you're like, I wish I could work with you on this and this and this and this and this. But it's more of encouraging the fact that like, hey, it's it's not easy to put yourself out there in front of people. And I can see that you're making an effort and you're doing a lot of things really, really well. And so I'm going to say this to encourage you. But when I was a kid, it was, I didn't realize that. And so it was kind of like this, this thing that fed me and I would look, look for that and want that. And I got, I mean, I got plenty of attention. I'm not being like, oh, I didn't get any attention my childhood. But I will say this, when you grow up in a larger family, I grew up in a family of seven, five kids. It's, it's a little bit more busy going on, not going to lie. And so I think that when I really got into performing and I loved the attention that it, it got, it wasn't necessarily from my family, like my siblings, but it was from friends and outside people or family or my parents or my grandparents that would, would come to see that. And I really liked that attention and it fed me. And I just didn't really think about it that way. I always just thought, oh, I love music. I love music. I love how it makes me feel. And and usually also when you're growing up, they don't ask you. They don't say, what? why are you doing this? What do you like about this? And so I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I had much of a challenge in that way where someone was challenging me to really find a why and to really find value in that. And so I kind of just went through life and, and not, not really realizing and, and it really motivated me and made me work hard and, and everything like that. But especially, especially in college, I feel like, because my, my high school choir director was extremely musical and I really felt from my heart music singing from my heart. And I feel like he was one of my influences on that. But when I went to college, they are so focused on your sound that and your technique, which as they should be, like I'm totally backing them up here. But it kind of, for me, I lost sight of musicianship, singing from my heart. And all of a sudden, I became so concerned and almost obsessed with how I sounded and my technique. And all the times, so hours and hours in the practice rooms, working on things, studying things, researching things, it was more about my presentation, how I sounded, how I looked, how my technique was going. And I think that that's totally valid because... I didn't, up until as a music major, I didn't really have a whole lot of work on my individual technique. And so it was, it was definitely necessary. But for me, I lost sight of what was most important. There was a, there was an experience that I had where there in, in Ohio, there's, there's an opera company and it's one of the, the important people in that is it really big big conductor from from Italy and he's 
such a hoot. He's such a personality and I've learned so much from working with him. And there was one instance where there was a private event, a private concert that I was asked to do and it was for a bunch of donors. And I I sang a piece and I sang I sang one of my favorite pieces. And then the conductor came up to me and he he was complimentary, but then he also said I want you to sing more from your sing more from your heart and I want I want to feel more from you. And I think at first I was like my tail was between my legs because I was like here I was thinking about all the sound and and thinking that I was like oh yeah I really nailed that high note. Oh yeah, that and I did that day crescendo really really well. And so at the time, I think my feelings were hurt just a little bit, which was a good thing because then it helped shed some light onto this. But, but then I was thinking, wait, so wait, you want me to sing more from my heart? He's like, yeah, open up your heart more. And it really started to get me thinking. And then all of a sudden I felt, I felt like I had forgotten how to do that. I felt like, wait, how do, how do you sing from your heart are you supposed and then I started I started analyzing in a way trying to go from more of a I would say more of a scientific way and just being like oh okay so each phrase I'm gonna think about a certain emotion and then I'm gonna portray that emotion and although that is one very effective technique for performing that wasn't necessarily what he was meaning. It was, he wanted to really feel my vulnerability. He really wanted to feel my heart. He really wanted to feel the things that I felt as a human being going through this life. And I wasn't giving that. Why? I know I wasn't giving that because that didn't feel comfortable. I mean, when especially going as a music major and, and everything, I really felt like be you kind of are thrown in a a pile of sharks. I feel like this especially when I did my PD at Jacob School of Music because it's kind of like a factory for performers and and musicians and in in that way when there's like a hundred of you meaning a a soprano that of a certain kind of soprano and you're all really talented and you're all really hardworking and you all have you're at a, a pretty same level that's hard that's really hard and you kind of have to break off and find your niche which I didn't realize this when I was going through it to to really shine um, but, and I, and I found ways, I found ways to do that, but it wasn't really my intention in, in doing that. But I think the thing about that is that you feel so insecure being around so many people that are like you, because going up until then, even, I mean, in high school, I was, I was a big fish in a little pond. And then there was also a little transition, a rough a rough little transition going from high school to college in my bachelor's in music because all of a sudden there were more people like me in that and then I kind of found my way through that and then when I did my master's at the Ohio State then all of a sudden I kind of was thrown in that again being around more people like me 
and they were more talented or equally as talented. And then I had to find my way through that. Before we go further, please listen to this brief message. We're coming up on audition season for all of the music programs and a lot of the summer programs and a lot of the young artist programs and internships. And let me just tell you this, it is a crazy time. It's a crazy time. And if you are a parent or a supporter of someone that's looking to go into this, or maybe they're already a music major and you're just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this program. Let's, let's get you your goals. Then this is for you because I, I was there. I was a music major three different times, three different degrees. I had my bachelor's and then I did a post-grad. I did master's and performance diploma and let me tell you this there are some missing pieces from the degree programs and in their defense there are so many things that they have to get in and they are they have certain priorities and certain focuses and there are some amazing programs and I have been to those programs and experienced those programs and they are awesome however They don't include everything you need. And this is a problem, especially if you're in music, if you're in performing, or if you're wanting to teach, because there are some things that you've got to deal with and you've got to work through that it would be helpful to have some support. And so now it is is my mission to start spreading the word like wildfire of things that are not in those programs so that you can become aware of what's not in those programs and then you can get the help and support that you need for that because I feel I feel like it's a little unkind in a way because there are so many people that are like oh my gosh I'm gonna go to this program or maybe I'm gonna go here for my master's or here for my PD and then they go through the program but then after they graduate, and I'm speaking from experience here, there is some, and even during the program too, like the not, don't get me wrong, but, but especially after graduation, it's kind of like, whoa, I, I wish there was a class on this. Oh gosh, if there was a class on this, I would be, so, so, I would have saved so much money or I would have saved so much stress and so much time. And I totally get it. And so I have prepared for you a masterclass. And this masterclass is called Three Secrets Music Programs Aren't Telling You That Can Make or Break Your Career. Because I want you to know, because it's important. It's important to me to be that mentor and to be that educational unit to you for the for people going through the programs after me because I saw there was missing pieces. And what are these missing pieces? Well, come to the masterclass and I'll tell you because I'm telling you three secrets that they're not telling you right off the bat. And so if, if this is of interest to you, you can go to gokicksombutt.com, which there is a link to this in the show notes, and you can register for this masterclass. It will be live and it is free. So I can't wait to see you there. 
it's going to be, it's going to be super fun because I'm going to give you a lot of information. I've been working on this and I've been researching this and prepping for this for about 30 hours. <laughs> and so I've got so much to share with you and I'm really, really excited. And so if you're a parent or a guardian of someone that is looking to go into music, this is absolutely for you. If you are a music major or if you are looking to go into a music career, this is absolutely for you. And if you are also a parent or guardian of someone that is maybe in their grad program or they're a bachelor's program or they're still in their program or maybe they're after their program and they, they're just getting started and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, like this is my time. This is my time. Like what's next? And all these auditions that I have to do or what programs do I go for next or internships or student teaching? This is for you. I have so much and I'm so excited. So go kick some butt.com and you can find the link in the show notes. See you there. Now back to the show. Be You kind of are thrown in a, a pile of sharks. I feel like this, especially when I did my PD at Jacobs School of Music, because it's kind of like a factory for performers and, and musicians and in in that way when there's like a hundred of you meaning a a soprano that of a certain kind of soprano and you're all really talented and you're all really hard working and you all have you're at a, a pretty same level that's hard that's really hard and you kind of have to break off and find your niche which i didn't realize this when i was going through it to to really shine um but and i and i found ways i found ways to do that but it wasn't really my intention in in doing that but i think the thing about that is that you feel so insecure being around so many people that are like you because going up until then even i mean in high school i was i was a big fish in a little pond and then there was also a little transition a rough a rough little transition going from high school to college in my bachelor's in music because all of a sudden there were more people like me in that and then I kind of found my way through that and then when I did my master's at the Ohio State then all of a sudden I kind of was thrown in that again being around more people like me and they were more talented or equally as talented and then I had to find my way through that and then from there, then I went to Jacob's School of Music and it was, it's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful school. I think it, it can be very challenging to find your way and to not get lost and to not get sidetracked and to not feel so stressed or like you lose your sense of self because that's kind of what I felt when I was there. And I was really insecure and I think in doing in doing music programs especially when you're completely surrounded by your competition it's not like you can have all of your your whole life and then you just see these people at things I mean these these are the people that you're eating lunch with these are the people that you are maybe roommates with these are the people and not all not all of the competition I mean I had I had some great friendships within those people that it wasn't like that 
But then there also was, there was this feeling like, I can't trust any of my friends. I feel like everybody just is kind of out there at my throat. And I wish that I had a really deep, genuine friendship, but I don't feel that. I don't feel like that at all. So that's something that I struggled with. And, and I think in that insecurity, I feel like I kind of shut it off. I shut off my vulnerability without even realizing it. And going, going through all that now, I'm like, wow, if only I realized that, if only somebody else that had kind of been through that before was like, hey, blah, 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 look at all this, look at what you're doing, look at all this, okay, I'm giving you a little smack in the butt. But I didn't, and it wasn't until the past five years that I've really figured that out and really figured out my why. And who was the person that helped me do that? It was Paul. Because we'll have discussions, we'll have conversations, and a lot of the time we'll collaborate together. And so he's there with me feeling what I'm feeling or not feeling what I'm not feeling. And it wasn't until I would say after I had kids that all of a sudden something clicked because let me tell you, first off, those hormones when you're pregnant, whoa, oh my gosh, never have I felt such intense emotions for really silly reasons than when I was pregnant and postpartum. Wow. Okay. So if you're getting ready for that part of your life, you are in for a trip, but it's a wonderful trip. Okay. Just be, be aware that you might not feel like you're making sense at all. (laughs) But anyways, having children and feeling this vulnerability with them and being like, oh my gosh, there's this creature (laughs) that that I have taken a part in, in creating and all of a sudden I'm responsible for them and I'm responsible for their well-being. I'm responsible for taking care of them and making sure they're healthy and not like messing them up in their, in their childhood. And there's all this pressure and all this kind of stuff about that. But, but it's also just this feeling of vulnerability because you love somebody so much like you haven't felt you haven't really felt that deepness of of caring for for someone that needs your help for someone that is dependent upon you that can't take care of themselves you haven't really felt that in your life until this moment and I think I was able to kind of tap into that vulnerability and realize that that's the same kind of vulnerability that I used to feel when I was growing up and loving music and and that I had lost it. I had lost sight of that. And that's what I wanted back. And I knew that I wanted it and I was it was kind of a struggle to to find it again. And so it was just a very a very interesting journey, a lot of deep conversations with Paul. And so I think the thing that I want to, to have you take away with you is to just think about your why. 
why is it that you love performing? Why is it that you want to do this? And then you can make room for those emotions and be like, okay, I understand. I do this because I love the attention. But what if what if I did it for more reasons? And in in my discussions with Paul and kind of my soul searching through this, I found that I can definitely tap into singing from my heart and singing from a vulnerable place. And I don't even have to put anything on. That's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of times with musical theater or opera or something where you're doing a show and you're doing them all the time. You're not necessarily going to feel that vulnerability all of the time. Or if you're doing multiple shows a week and you're just exhausted, you're not going to feel that every single time. That's not realistic. And so there are all these tools and things that you can work with to help with that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about more isolated performing where it's just completely from your heart. And I've, I've found that and I've figured out how to do that. And the thing is, I didn't have to make it happen. I think that's the biggest takeaway is that it it's there and you just have to allow it and you just have to be conscious of it and so now <laughs> there have been so many times where I can't even make it through a song because I just start crying <laughs> it's it's really kind of silly to to talk about and tell you about um but that's the truth and it's it's not all the songs but the songs where I I feel really connected to and I feel like there's a part of my heart in there I'm just a freaking mess like I'm just crying and I can't I can't even do it so I found it I've, I've figured out I figured out how to truly bring a part of me to that and so I want you to think about the reason for performing or the reason for singing to not be for other people because the biggest mistake and the biggest struggle that I had was that because on not realizing it because I was doing it for the attention the focus was on the audience the focus was on the outside it wasn't on me it wasn't on my heart it wasn't on what I was truly feeling it was on what other people were thinking and that's I think that's more common than what people like to talk about. I think people don't like to admit that. I sure didn't like to admit that. And so if you can move from that place and just realize you have something to say, you have something to say from your heart and it doesn't matter how many other people are singing the exact same song in the very next practice room over to you and it doesn't matter if they have a better this note or that note or decrescendo or diminuendo or sort of voce or whatever it doesn't matter because you are the only person that can sing exactly the way that you do based upon your experiences in life your pains and your sufferings and your joys because you are a human being and you are completely unique. And so your interpretation and coming from your heart and soul is gonna be completely different. So there is no comparison. It's just making sure that you're opening yourself up to that. Is it uncomfortable? Oh yeah. 
Do you feel vulnerable? Oh yeah, you can kind of feel like all of a sudden you just, you go out on a stage and you just forgot your pants or something, you know? But is it worth it to feel like a human being? Absolutely. I want you to take this away. I want you to think about this and think about your why. And that doesn't mean that you're gonna be able to make that switch because it took me a really, really long time and it might take you a really long time, but even just being aware of it and being aware of where you want to end up, that's, that's worth it. It's weight and gold, I will tell you that. I really, really wish that I had this conversation with somebody earlier on, but it's okay because I can have that with you now. That's one of the, the things that makes me so passionate about this is that there are, there are so many things that I felt like going through my life, there were some missing pieces. And I, I don't think that I'm special or unique in, in thinking that some of these missing pieces might be present in other people's lives. And so that's why I've really started to get passionate about this and sharing information and sharing my experiences and sharing my lessons that I've learned. So if this resonates with you at all and you're like, yeah, this is totally speaking my language, I really like this, then one thing that you can do is you can join my private group. I have a private Facebook group and it's kind of the place to be because you can get vulnerable and people don't like to. I'm not saying like everybody's opening up all of their deepest desires in there, but I was very intent on making a group that I was kind of in, in charge of in a way because I don't like a lot of those groups out there because I feel like they're just a platform for people to get on some kind of high horse and prove a point or argue with one another or make somebody else feel insecure and it drives me nuts because there are there are so many Facebook groups that you can find that are support for musicians and music teachers and voice teachers and choir teachers and all of that kind of stuff and I think it's awesome I'm not saying they're all like this but I'm saying that there's way too many times where I look and I'm reading posts from Facebook groups and all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, oh, calm down there, sister. Or seriously, you're gonna say that and you're gonna make this person feel stupid? Like, oh my gosh, how rude. And so I was like, you know what? I, I wanna just create my own club where I can make the rules and be like, mm-mm-mm, you're not gonna challenge people in a, in a public way on that. That's not, I mean, there are some times I think where this is, that's important, but for what I'm trying to create as far as I'm trying to create a community, a community of people that care about each other and a, a community of people that are uplifting and helpful and positive. I'm like one of the happiest people you will probably meet. I'm always that kind of, chippy chippy chipper positive type of person and I want to create an energy 
with that. I kind of want to force field because there's way, there's way too much crap and stress and pain and overwhelm in the world right now. Like, I don't want any more of that. This is just help, support, inspiration for people that want to become more confident in whatever way that is, whether it's their teaching, whether it's their performing, whether it's both. But I'm it's so if you're if you're if this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, come join us. It's called Music Major Academy. And no, it's not just for music majors, but the reason I named it Music Major Academy was because I felt like my experience in being a music major in the places that I was there were some missing pieces and I'm trying to provide those missing pieces to have more of a complete and wholehearted, sustainable support system for the future of our music generations and the future of our teaching. Like if, even if you're a teacher and you're 55 or 65 or 75 years old, you can still join the group because there's going to be positivity, there's going to be new ideas, there's going to be support systems. And we're really monitoring, making sure that there's not disputes, making sure that people don't make other people feel stupid in in comments and everything like that. So it's a safe, positive place. So if that speaks your lingo, or if you're a performer, if you're a music major, oh, get your butt in this group, because I tell you, oh, man, you don't realize it now because you're you're kind of in that safety net of your program. But there's some things that you're going to be like, I want to just develop a strong support system. I want to develop some tools so that when I get thrust into the real world and then there's certain things that I feel insecure about, I will have some tools and support and some help for that. So if you're a teacher, you've been teaching for a really long time, this group is also for you because there's new things. We can always learn new things. Or maybe there's something that you feel uncomfortable about that you never really feel like you can open up because maybe that makes you feel like, oh, well, I shouldn't be here then. Or I'm embarrassed to say this. Or So maybe it's something about um, like vocal pedagogy or, or something like that, which let me tell you, is it a pretty darn intimidating subject if you ask me. And so there's a lot of things I think as we as voice teachers or choir teachers, we feel like we can't open up to about because we're supposed to have all of the answers maybe. And so this is also a place to feel safe about any insecurities that you might have as a teacher and to get help for those. So Music Major Academy, come join us today and I hope to see you there.